Welcome to the Reflections on Learning podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about representation. When designing using universal design for learning, representation talks about not only the different content that you will be using, um, but also the tools that you can use to represent or communicate what you want your students to learn. So something that I thought was pretty interesting is that you can use um, one tool, but you can still use that one tool to represent the content in different ways. So for example, as you know from other previous podcasts, I'm preparing to teach remote learning English language arts to students this summer in kindergarten. So I could create a slideshow that uses sort of word tiles um, created by adding in word art or text boxes that can be clicked on and manipulated. And I can teach a lesson using that slideshow by working through different sounds and then maybe moving to words where the students would need to um, then identify various sounds and then blend them together. But with that one slideshow, I can address not only a number of different skills allowing for students that maybe are able to move on to a trickier task of blending sounds together to read words, but I can also make sure that that's allowing for students that are unable to complete that tricky task and just provide them with some practice in the sounds. They might be at that level and that's what they may not may need at that place. So with that one slideshow, I can hit on a variety of different student needs. Now, not everybody might not everybody might want to watch a slideshow um, in a video. Maybe they want to sign up for one-to-one or a small group Google Hangout to get that information. Maybe they prefer a more real-time, interactive, and a social experience. I can use that exact same slideshow that I used to film my video to introduce the content, but now I can do it in a face-to-face, virtual face-to-face format. I could also offer just the slideshow for parents to click through with their students and work or with their children and work through the slideshow at their own pace. Some parents are more active or engaged and are able to be more engaged in the students' learning due to schedules or maybe just some background knowledge. Maybe there's a stay-at-home mom that has a background in teaching and they feel that they can work through that instruction with their student at their student with their child, I'm sorry, at their child's own pace. So by creating one slideshow, I can offer multiple means of representation based on not only children need, but also family needs. So that's a way that we can easily represent um, the same kinds of content in various different ways. So I thought that was really interesting this week, that we're not just talking about media, but also the content. I also think that it was interesting to think about the five senses and really think about how you can incorporate that into representing content, which I think can be really tricky in a virtual format, but it's something to consider. Finally, I also thought a lot about providing clear language and um, representing those terms and staying away from jargon or if jargon's used, making sure that those definitions are really clear and available for the families. So, for example, a lot of times as a reading specialist, I use the term decoding, encoding, even vowel, consonant, 
things like CVC words or short vowel sounds, long vowel sounds, blending, segmenting, phonemes. All those words are words that I just use in my vocabulary so regularly, even talking about fluency. A lot of parents, when I speak with them, you know, they, I, I think fluency is very clear, but I forget that that's not a term or something that parents think about or have been instructed in. And they may not really understand what I mean when I say fluency or decoding or segmenting or blending. And I think that it's really important, uh, considering universal design for learning, that I'm supporting the parents as well as the students and giving the parents that information of what those terms are, not just assuming that they know. So those are some things that I found to be really practical when thinking about representation and universal design for learning with the population that I'm going to be working with soonest. And I'm excited to be able to put that into place. And I think it really will make my teaching, my instruction, and my support for my learners and their families that much better.